Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles In the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 55 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan I am Ethan, you can find me on Twitter at Viva La Ethan My name's Soda, you can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter Dude, 55 episodes that's wild. Uh, we're moving along. Yeah. I just noticed there's stuff all over this TV. What in the world? Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sitting right next to a, a little small 32-inch TV in my living room of the uh, new house. So you can hear it's still echoey because we don't have any furniture in here. And I guess when I'm working on it a little bit inside, I got a little dust on this TV. I didn't notice that before. So I got trying to wipe that off anyway. Oh. Who do you think of when you hear 55? I think of... Kenny Wallace in the 55 Square D. Okay. Car. Yeah. Same car, different driver. I think Bobby, Bobby Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Definitely. That was, um, that was my second. <laughs> well, dang. Kenny Wallace uh, pushed Dale Earnhardt to his last victory at Talladega, and then Bobby oh, yeah. Hamilton sealed the deal the next year and won it in the same car. Yeah. Oh, it's poetic justice. Mm-hmm. In the uh, in that caution free race too, I don't know if it was the I don't think it was the last caution free race, but that Talladega after Dale's death, the first restricted plate after Dale's death was a caution free yeah. race, and Bobby Hamilton won it. Yeah, imagine that same rules package that they had the two thousand one Daytona five hundred. Oh, but with no stopping, nonstop, yeah. just constantly. You're, I mean, you're nonstop, just looking at you know trying to stop runs get runs trying not to block people too bad because everybody was running a little scared after the dale wreck i mean it's honestly it was the first first race after that imagine how completely winded everybody had to be i mean the only break you got is once every 40 laps or so you got to come in for 18 seconds and you got to leave right and really is that much of a break i mean you're grabbing water bottles and they're doing all the work on your car. You're trying to keep the car from stalling. And then you have to gun it on the way out. I mean, it's without speeding. Not really much of a break. You still have a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, so much going on all at once. Yeah, but it, it looked like uh, a lot of people actually needed, um, like, oxygen and and stuff like that after that race. Because on, not on top of that, you got Talladega heat. Right, you know, oh, yeah. it's South. It's not South Alabama, but it's Alabama. It's a, really, really hot down that way, or up that way from where I am. I guess that's north right. to me. Oh, there you go. 
So we had Dover this past weekend. Um, what did you think about the race overall? You know, I actually kind of liked it. I don't. I mean, it wasn't that bad. I kind of enjoyed watching. Actually, I thought a lot of it was very interesting all the way through it. Yeah, it was. It was weird how how just like it seemed like with a snap of a finger, uh, a car that was really really good and running in the top five, all of a sudden it would completely fall off and drop fifteen spots before the next pit stops. And that happened a lot. It happened, I think, to uh, happened to Logano a lot. It happened to Harvick, I believe. It happened to Christopher Bell. I believe it all. It happened to William Byron. Yeah. At one point, because he, he was dominating the first oh, part of this race, yeah. but then he could never get back into the top two or three until the very end. So, and then at the same time, same time, you had people that were not up there that kept getting better and working on their cars. Next thing you know, Ross Chastain's like one of the fastest cars on the racetrack. And then Truex comes up and, you know, good for Truex and uh, good for all of us. We got to see Truex's last win this week. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. No one picked <laughs> Truex for the fantasy cup, which kind of surprises me because he's had more picks this year than I kind of expected him to. But, uh, Man, you know, if I'm not in the lead, I'm kind of cheering for someone that nobody picked, you know, for sure. Like, oh, I really don't want to give out any more wins unless I'm the one winning them. So, <laughs> oh. Well, uh, I was pulling for Ross Chastain, obviously. But you just get a gloss over the fact that I said that was Truex's last win? Oh, no, I totally agree with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm surprised that. I'm surprised he got it. I, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I thought he lost it a long time ago. But I, well, I really thought that Chastain being on four tires at the end with at least eight laps, I thought, I thought that would be okay. But I guess, I guess it didn't matter. I guess in the end, he should have just took two. But uh, Truex had the better car right at the end of the race, though. I mean, if the, if the race had ended maybe sixty laps earlier, I think Ross Chastain had it. But Truex really started coming on right there at the end. And I think he had the best car right there at the end of the race anyway. So I don't think it would have mattered. I I honestly, I think I would have done the same thing uh, Ross Chastain did. Uh, when he got held up, was that after the pit stop? Were you talking about with the five? With the five and then the 54? No, those were um, those were why he was trying to chase Truex down at the end of the race. Before was that, the caution. Okay, that was before. Okay, mm -hmm. so I... I don't know. I just, for some reason, I remember it a certain way that it didn't actually happen. So I was like very confused. But I think, uh, I think Ross Chastain got really hung up on that last restart. But I would have probably done the exact same thing. I would have done four tires and fuel. So I don't, I don't know. I think he, I think it was his race to lose at that point. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's tough, right? When you're the leader, people are going to do, different things than you anyway even though true i think true exercise was a leader then but but i mean at the same that's the thing though i mean true came in he took two tires ross Chastain really felt that his left sides were completely wore out so he come in to get four tires and you know logic would think that if you know you got that many laps on your tires then four all the way around is going to beat two and right. it just it just didn't happen it's i don't know I, it's it's kind of a hard pill to swallow. 
little bit to know that Rasha Saint just could not do anything with two tires. I mean, may, I guess if it ran another 15, 20 laps, he probably would have beat them. But then they wouldn't have took two tires. You know, so I don't know. I was really pulling for Chastain. He was, uh, this is, it's been his best race of the year so far. Yeah. Yeah. Good solid run. And I was really hoping he could get it. But um, he was also involved in a little bit of controversy there. I mean, yeah. you call it that. I mean, it's controversial to other people. I guess so. I mean, yeah. Okay. What is he supposed to do? What What is Chastain supposed to do when he's racing people? Like he was racing the five, right? Yeah. What is he supposed to do when a lapper is in his way and slows down halfway down the straightaway right in front of him? I mean, what what's he gonna? He's not. He doesn't know that that dude's not gonna take the corner at a normal speed. Uh, how how is he supposed to know that he's he's he needs to jump out from behind him right then instead right. of like take his normal line through the corner. And Brennan Poole actually got, got mad at Chastain over that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. What, what do you think on that? I don't. Well, it was hard because I was trying to figure out at first I thought he was just trying, like he was getting frustrated and he just kind of gave him a crone horn and it went south. I don't know. Like I, I it definitely you could definitely tell that he did not mean to do it on purpose. He didn't mean to junk his, you know, Brendan Poole's well, car. Did you I, notice that Brendan Poole slowed down so much entering in the corner though? Well, I, I don't know. Um, I don't and, know why he would have decided right then to have a breaking point, uh, like have a massive, just where he pretty much slows down. I don't understand why he would have done it right there. Uh, at all, I unless I don't either, but he he did. <laughs> unless he was trying to, you know, somehow diamond the the turn. But at that point, you're on the bottom at Dover. I don't, I don't really see it happening. Um, he might have just kind of panicked or whatever. But man, it was really unfortunate. Uh, it, I don't know. I looking back at it now, I kind of, I kind of want to think that it was more of a can you please get out of the way? Like I'm the freaking leader. And he's just like gave him a little love tap in the complete wrong part of the racetrack. So I don't think he meant to wreck him. I think he meant to be like, hello, like it's get out of my way. <laughs> well, I mean, Chastain drives it like a video game, right? You know, I mean, if you're racing in the top five i don't think he was a leader at that point but if you're racing in the top five and you're you got a fast car and you were constantly turning the fastest laps on the racetrack which i think he was at that point and you get a lap car going that slow in front of you entering a corner what are you doing that video game i mean are you going to just back off and slow down and let the guy pass you on the outside no you're going to be aggressive with it you're going to push right through it and like I don't really know who knows what he really meant to do. Right. I mean, because Ross seemed really apologetic after that. I mean, I, yeah, he apologizes a lot, but he he never even started talking about anything else before he said, first things first, I gotta go to that place and tell them how sorry I am because I <laughs> screwed up. I like, I mean, <laughs> he doesn't usually say, Okay, before I do anything, usually 
you know, he'll just kind of laugh it off and say, well, we were trying to do this and this happened, you know, but when he's strictly like the first thing before he does any type of interview, he goes, uh, we got to apologize to this guy here because we didn't mean to do this. The whole team, we didn't mean to do that. I'm going to go over there myself and I'm going to apologize to him. You know, that's when he says something like that, it's obvious he didn't mean to just knock him into the wall, but I don't hate to do for this. I mean, no, I, I, I hope Ross Chastain never changes. I do too. And you know what? A lot of fans feel the same way. And I don't think he's going to change, but Mm -hmm. I will not hesitate to jump off that bandwagon as soon as he runs into the wrong person, which is the driver, (laughs) the number eight. Um, Then I might have something to say about trash house. Um, I don't know. I I just, uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm already not a Daniel Suarez fan, but I I'm very much enjoying what's going on with Ross Chastain. You know, after this week, I'm not too much of a Suarez fan either. I think his wreck, uh, I think, it cost me about a hundred grand. What? Yeah, I think it did because I finished pretty well in this um, $100,000 DraftKings lineup. I mean, I finished pretty well for Suarez to be crashed out. Yeah. He was in that lineup. And I'm just saying, I might not have won it, but if Suarez actually had finished where it looked like he was going to finish, you know, maybe in the you know flirting with the top ten, and not a lot of people picked him because he had a low percentage of you know for that game of people that picked him, which is good for me. If he goes up there, that means less people picked him, means more people behind me, more people picking these other guys like Kyle Larson. You know, so yeah. that was better for me. Even with him finishing way back where he did, I still I think I won like thirty bucks off of it. Oh, nice. So if he would have finished up there. I'd have been flirting with the win because I had five guys out of six. Oh, the, the winners up there, you know, they had all six of them in the running at the end. I had them all but one. How so, much did they win? Well, I mean, the winner of that, that contest won a hundred grand. Oh man. I think it's like a hundred and it goes down to 20 and then 10, five and just goes down from there. I was I finished out of like maybe thirty thousand people I think is what it was I finished uh maybe around six hundredth oh wow or something like that enough to win uh, win more than my money back I doubled my money on that that game but still uh, he probably cost me I was gonna say if you were if you were betting a hundred thousand no, dollars on, on no, Daniel no, no, Suarez no, that's no, probably no. your first mistake no that was a fifteen dollar lineup. For the one hundred thousand dollar prize. Oh, okay, I got you. And I think, uh, like, like I said, like thirty thousand people or something like that in the internet. So, damn, heck yeah! Well, congratulations for your six hundredth place mm-hmm. finish because that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Well, at least I got money to play on this week. There you go. <laughs> heck yeah. But uh, I was reading a bunch of Facebook posts. Oh, that's dangerous. Um, well, it was it was interesting because I'm looking on Twitter and I'm seeing all the the YouTube kind of influencers, you know, the really young generation that's on YouTube right now. Yeah. Posting their I mean young generation. It's more like your generation. Okay. Posting uh their comments and their opinions on 
YouTube and Twitter and all this. And every one of them is like chat, chat, um, Ross Chastain is a trash driver. He's no good. He's never going to do anything in cup. He needs to quit. And you, know, you, you hear this kind of stuff a lot. Yeah. And under that same, uh, that same kind of mindset, NBC posted like NBC NASCAR on NBC posted a Facebook page, post and it had mentioned Ross Chastain. Uh, what'd you think of this? wreck like what do you think of this wreck and how he took out brendan pool and then literally nine out of ten comments was like well the slower car needs to get out of the way go chastain every single one of them is that way <laughs> yeah we have a generational issue i think oh yeah. this is what this is what i think i feel like the people that that um kind of really got to watching NASCAR after Dale Earnhardt died. They don't understand this kind of driver. Oh gosh. Yeah. Spot on. I, I mean, they, a little bit, there was a, there's, there's been a, some aggressiveness there. And you know, Kyle Busch was a big part, like a big deal with that too. Yeah. And you saw how many people hated him. And now people are finally starting to turn the other, other way, but they usually do that at the end of these drivers careers. Right. You know, like Daryl Walter was hated and then he was loved at the end. Rusty Wallace was hated and he was loved at the end. Um, Jeff Gordon was that way. Nobody liked Jeff Gordon until the end of it. Dale right. Earnhardt at one point was booed. And then towards the end, he's a legend. Right. You know, but it's, at the same time, I feel like there's a generational difference here. I grew up watching Earnhardt as a kid. I saw the Earnhardt era from 1990 to the day he died. I saw that 11 years when I was watching NASCAR, you know, like every week recording races, going back, watching the races again. You know, I saw this era with him and I saw how he'd raced and I saw him wreck people for no reason. They're slower than him. Okay. Well, he'll knock them out of the way, spin them out, caution, and he'll get his spots back up. You know, he did that weekly. Right. And now we have a driver that isn't really, he's not doing it out of malice. He's doing it out of aggression, similar to the way Dale Earnhardt did. Now he's got a long ways before he gets to anything like that, like as far as his status goes, but the way he drives and how he conducts himself on the racetrack is very similar. Oh, yeah. And I think I saw Steve Letart actually say, uh, and he actually made a comment like that. It wasn't Earnhardt specific, but he said, if I had a driver that was willing to knock people out of the way and, and uh, their goal was just to win the race, I would never stop him from doing that. He's yeah. basically, he will always have a job in NASCAR. If he's that focused on trying to win the race, he doesn't care who he knocks out of the way to do it. It's like, that's Earnhardt. I think this new generation doesn't understand that racing mentality as much as the older generation does. And I yeah. feel like he's starting to, I, th I feel like, um, I don't know, maybe it's just the influencer part of it, but the fans part of it, they get it. You know, they're seeing it and he's keeping a lot of those fans. And I think he's even drawing in some of the older fans a little bit, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, I think we really, we really need to keep our eye on this situation with him. Oh yeah, for sure. I 
totally I, I couldn't say it better myself. I, I'm really interested to see where it goes with him. I mean, I know I'm a fan. I've ever since last year, uh even before that, I, I started liking him when he was in that 42 car. Because yeah. it's like you saw that it's like, okay, he's turning some really poor equipment into some pretty decent rides here. You know, like or pretty decent finishes. Like Kyle Larson would do that once in a while too. But I mean, look who you're comparing to now. Right. You know, I mean, didn't you just say like two years ago or last year, he was like the best driver in all of motorsports. Yeah. You know, and Chastain was kind of doing the same thing that Kyle was doing in the 42. And then that team got bought out and, you know, reconfigured a little bit and look where he is now. It's amazing. And I'm, I can't wait to see where it goes from here because he's still pretty young, you know, so I'm, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. I <laughs> very, I'm very excited to see if he finds himself in like super serious hot water, like Kyle Bush has, or like what's, what is he going to do? What is the point of no return? Like, you know, cause a lot of these drivers are getting out and saying, Oh, Chastain needs to get his butt, but, but, but whooped. But, like, I don't see anybody doing that. So, like, what is what is going to cross the line where you cannot sit there and say, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that? You know what? You know, to me, one of the things that bothers me the most about him is that he won't – when somebody is messing with him after something like that happens on the track, he just – tries his best to stay away from it and let it go and just get by them and not have right. to deal with it. I would have turned uh, Larson <laughs> for doing that crap to me, costing me the win like that. I'd have turned him and I'd have got back on Truex's bumper with the caution flag. I mean, Hamlin, the way he was doing that. Oh no, he was, he's in the wall. You know, that that's my mentality. You do that crap to me. I'm going to put you in the wall. Just don't do that. You know, right. let it go. If you want to see me after the race, see me after the race. But you do that mess when you have no shot and you're going to keep me from trying to win a race? No. <laughs> no, you would not be doing that to me. You so, wouldn't do it more than once. <laughs> I'm just I'm just confused about, like, what is NASCAR considering race manipulation? I mean, that's it, right? That's, I mean, why? I mean, <laughs> it ain't like the, the, the one wrecked the five. Right. He never touched the five. So is this a loophole? Is this a gray area? Like, can NASCAR do anything? Because, like, I mean, you don't have to sit there and, and admit to us that nah. you were trying to slow the one down. Like, I uh, mean, it's very obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All they can really do, I guess, is just get on the radio and say, hey, don't do that again. But, I mean, did that stop Hamlin? He did it, like, three times. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. But then again, you also have teammates out there doing the same thing. Like the five wasn't a teammate to the 19, but the 54 held up the one. I mean, yeah. I understand that you want to race, like maybe not necessarily block him, but race the leader, put him in a spot where right. it would be more difficult for him to get around you and hold him up a little bit without being over, you know, obviously blocking him up and down the racetrack twice like the five did 
I understand doing that to kind of help a teammate out, but still, I kind of feel like that's that's cheap. Well, I mean, you can even go back to Bristol Night Race uh, 2021, I believe, when Chase Elliott was wrecked by Kevin Harvick, starting, you know, igniting that whole feud and comes back out, says, where's the, or, you know, he says, where's the nine? I will go help him. And then he goes and gets, you know, the nine goes past and then he just sets on the brake when Harvick gets behind him. So, I mean, there was no penalty for that, I don't believe. So I guess they're being consistent. But at the same time, if you're, you know, if you're hollering about race manipulation, then I don't know where the argument is. I don't know where to start with that. (laughs) I don't either. It's, you feel like eventually they're going to have to address that but they haven't yet. So I don't know. I mean, I guess they feel like whatever happens on the track, as long as you don't, you know, purposely say, I'm going to go wreck him and then wreck him. Yeah, I guess so. You know, you can be as coy about it as you want to, you know, just say, uh, I'm tired of it. I'm not going to take it anymore. And then you just happen to wreck the dude. You never said you were going to wreck him. You just said you weren't going to take it anymore. Right. That happened just a couple weeks ago. So I don't know. It's, it's an interesting subject. So, yeah, nobody picked Truex this week. Nobody. That's twice in a row that we've not had a winner. Yeah. And we talked about the uh, prize that Drew's putting up. Yes. Uh, for the next uh, prize race because, you know, he was upset. Nobody got, the, not, nobody got that prize. And he's going to go and, like, quadruple the prize. So... This week is going to be Kansas. This is your track. Yes. We did one for my track. Let's do one for your track. All right. So this week will be that four. Is it four or five? How many cars is he putting up? He's putting a lot of cards up. I thought it was five. It might be five. I know there's a Wallace in there. There's an autograph, Jeff Burton. Oh, my gosh. I have to look at the picture. There's a lot of it, but we'll post a picture. One, two, three, four, five. We'll post the picture up on the fantasy uh, Facebook group. Yep. But yeah, he's he's uh, putting a lot of prizes up for this week. So Kansas being Ethan's home track, this is the next prize race coming up. Yes. Do you have the point standings ready for the Dover race? I do. And you know what? Breaking news, this is Justin's world, and we're all just simply (laughs) surviving. Uh, Justin, man, he just can't be defeated. He has extended his race lead or championship lead to 58 points. Drew Vinsel is solidly in second. Billy is secretly, secretly, quietly in third without a win, which is ultra impressive in my opinion. Uh, You got Matt in fourth. Soda, you are in fifth. I had a little I'm, jump. Josh Berry gave me a little jump this week. Yeah. Yep. I'm right behind you in sixth. Josh is seventh. John is eighth. Uh, looking for his first win. Jessica went all the way from fifth to ninth. Caitlin uh, rounding out the top ten. RJ still just staying true to that 11th place. Uh, Nicole up to 12th. Rock mm-hmm. 13th. Uh, 14th is Tim. 15th is Joe and Jody still in that 16th position. So this week, um, I picked Josh Berry. Yeah. I know sometimes you kind of have to go 
outside the box a little bit. I know I, <laughs> I'm trying my best to pick some of these people so I can save some of the bigger names for the chase time. Right. Like oh, yeah. I'm trying my best not to pick. I mean, cause Kyle Larson, he's so up and down. Gosh, he's either, you either nobody picks him and he wins or everybody picks him and he finishes 35th. Right. It's exactly. Just, <laughs> I, I, I do not know when to pick this dude. <laughs> I feel like I should pick him at Kansas because I feel like Kansas would be a track. He'd probably be pretty good at, but since the winner of the Kansas race in the last four years have driven a Toyota, <laughs> I don't know if I would, but the last Chevy driver to win at Kansas in the cup series was indeed Kyle Larson. But Kyle Larson also this year has this feast or famine thing. Like one week he'll win the next week he'll finish 35th. One week he'll win the next week he'll finish 36. He had a bad week last week. Do you pick him this week? Well, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. That's part of it. It's got to do some research and do a little praying for good luck. <laughs> I I looked again at the practice speeds, and not necessarily the practice speeds, but the fastest ten lap average of the practice speeds. And Josh Berry was actually leading that. Nice. And that's what drew me to him. And on top of that, he this isn't his first time in the cup car right now you know this isn't his first time with this team as far as hendrick goes and he just finished second in the xfinity race like i right. knew he would I, I i knew he would do really good in the xfinity race right um if it wasn't for the, that you know ryan truex is dominating it you know he would have won the thing right but something told me that this was a josh berry kind of track and being his last couple of races in the cup, he got top fives out of them, or at least, you know, one top five and one top. I have to go back and double check. But since he just did that in cup, I just, I had to try it. Right. You have to do something different because Justin's just running away with it right now. Yeah. So you got to do something different. Yeah. You, you're just going to have to try to poke a hole in his tires or something when I'm talking <laughs> about Justin because he's just flat out unstoppable at this point who did you pick this week uh chase elliott okay okay finished one spot behind josh berry there's a lot of us to finish right right back in there and and for one if for a minute there i thought maybe william byron was gonna be falling off and i was like all right here we go and then he come right back at the end I was like, dang it okay but good for my wife she uh she jumped up picking william byron yeah so that's good for her absolutely so, uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to play a little red flag, green flag, right? Yes, sir. All right. Before we go, uh, take a break. I want to talk about skinnymixes.com. Uh, the offer code is still there. It's 10% off your first order. Maybe, maybe beyond that because we tested it one day and it worked, but use the code marbles at skinnymixes.com and you'll get 10% off your order. SkinnyMixes.com has all sorts of syrup, sugar-free, even keto um, that goes in coffees, uh, sodas even, and also um, alcoholic beverages. You can get like margaritas and Cosmos and stuff like that. Sugar-free and really, really good tasting stuff. We've been using it for a year and a half now, just about probably maybe even longer than that now. However long we've been keto, we discovered it and 
we've been using it forever. Um, I know I use some this morning. My wife uses two cups, to, you know, two cups of coffee worth every single day. And you guys just go check it out. Check out the website, and uh, I'm sure you'll find something you like. So SkinnyMixes.com. Use code Marvels at checkout for 10% off. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. So how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff like food or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, But come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The The kids are a bear. They are. Uh, but yeah, come listen. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. So you want to play a little, uh, what do you call it? Red flag, green flag or green flag, red flag? I think, well, I have it written down as red flag, green flag. <laughs> so right, red flag, green flag. Let's, uh, we'll probably, we'll mix in some like news and stuff like that with it. I'm sure. Right. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Let's go. All right, red flag, green flag. Indy car driver Will Power giving the in the marbles Instagram page a lot of love. He's been doing a lot of likes, and uh, I think he shared one of our posts and stuff. So uh, we don't talk about Indy car. I don't follow it, but Will Power is my favorite Indy Indy car driver just because I can actually pronounce his name. So what? Red flag, green flag. His name is absolutely coolest name. Oh gosh, in yeah. racing, right? I mean, oh, one yeah. of them. I mean. You either have a name like Speed or Power, and his name is Ooh. Will Power. I mean, how awesome. Um, green flag if he actually listens. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I started following him on Instagram with the In the Marbles um, uh, page. So I was, I don't know why I didn't do that a lot sooner. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's cool. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah so- I, I hope he's at least listened to something and at least once and didn't find this completely boring or, you know, whatever. Just a couple of nerds talking NASCAR, but right, you know, maybe maybe he listened to something and found it entertaining. I mean, there's a he found us somehow. Yeah, right. I think it's I, I, the hashtags. I think he follows one of the NASCAR hashtags that I always use. Hmm. Yeah, green flag all the way. All right, green flag on my side, too. Uh, the second one, Cup Series qualifying canceled due to rain. Red flag, green flag. So why why did they, why is Dover not in the rain tire thing? Is it just because it's too fast? Oh, I would, well, it's concrete. I don't know. I, I would assume it's just way too fast there. And like how the racetrack sloped to an angle. I don't know if I would, 
I feel like you would spin out right in the middle of those straightaway and go head first into the wall or something. But weren't they going to do it at Phoenix? Uh, I guess. I don't know. Weren't they going to? It was like a, they, they called it a short track package. Like they, they put the wipers on it and everything at Phoenix, didn't they? Maybe. Well, they did. They normally do put the, the <laughs> wipers on at Phoenix for some, well, some they reason. They just started that this year. Because the short track package now includes mud flaps and or rain flaps, I guess technically, and wipers because they can run wet tires. But so, why, why is the one mile at Dover not included with the one mile at Phoenix? Because they consider one mile track short tracks now. I don't know. Um, Dover definitely acts like a short track versus Phoenix, but. Oh man, I, I don't mean, know. Nobody's happy that at least I got practice in. I guess nobody's ever happy when qualifying gets rained out. So red flag. See, I uh, I'm gonna go green flag because it kind of well for oh, one. Yeah. It, I know why it, you go green flag. It definitely gave Kyle Bush the uh, the pull, which leads us to uh, I think he's locked into the sh- uh, what is it the LA Coliseum. Uh, what do you call that? I, I don't think they do it that way anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, this this year everybody everybody was pretty much eligible, and they just ran heat races and took oh, the fastest twenty four or whatever it was. Yeah, it, it loses a little bit to me when it's not traditional pole racing, you know. Right. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, moving on, I have the moron move of the race, uh, and I I have it written down here. Uh, due to the pain medication that I was on, I decided to take my pain medication before the Xfinity race, which led me to fall asleep. Uh, and then I woke up right at the end of stage two. So more on move of the race on my end, red flag on that. Um, <laughs> uh, do I even have to ask you? Like That's pretty much red flag for your end too. Well, you got a good nap though. Oh, I did. Oh my gosh. Don't forget a... that. Hey, don't forget to keep some of that for Pocono. Okay. Pocono? Yeah, keep some of that medication for Pocono. Oh, I see. Yeah. Get you a good nap. Oh, man. I mean, set you an alarm to see the end of it, and you're like, okay, good. Michigan yeah. and Pocono. Oh, God. More Pocono than Michigan, but yeah, Michigan get that way too, for sure. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Um, let's see. Ryan Truex dominates the NASCAR Xfinity Series race and wins his first Xfinity Series win at Dover. The exact same place that his brother Martin Truex Jr. got his first NASCAR win as well. There's a lot of storylines going on around this. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know if you have any more about the Truex thing. Uh uh-uh. uh. But the fact that like Martin Truex has won three Monday races at Dover now. The fact that Ryan Truex won his first race in the same weekend and that it mirrors rusty wallace and kenny wallace doing the same thing several years ago i think 94 yeah uh and rusty happened to be in the booth this weekend to talk about it it's so neat when a bunch of stuff kind of comes together like that like kurt bush being in the booth when tyler reddick won yeah you know, Rusty Wallace being in the booth when Martin Truex and Ryan Truex did the same thing him and his brother did, like in the exact same way. Right. It's just, it's so fun when things kind of mesh like that. So the whole situation there, even though I, I don't really care for Truex 
honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't, don't hate them, but just don't right. care. Just, I just never really cared. Um, I thought it was really impressive what he did in the 78 car, winning a championship in that car and all. I really did. Um, and I was pulling for him then. So, yeah, cool. Good for you. Take that underdog team and win a championship. Like that, yeah. that, the kind of effort that that team and at that time put in into the sport probably never be seen again. Oh, yeah. You oh, know? yeah. Not, not to that level. I mean, track house is about like the closest you get to that, but they're definitely not an underdog team. I mean, they're highly funded. So, you know, they're just an up and coming thing. And hopefully they're, they want to be at the next level pretty soon. But yeah, I mean, I kind of can. I kind of just wrote, wrote tricks off. Yeah, you know, like is he going to win another race? I don't. He really didn't like he was last couple of years, but uh, he won this one. Can't can't say anything about that. I don't think he'll win that many more of them, but he sure did win this one. And the whole circumstances around everything with his brother winning, everything, green flag. Oh yeah, the whole, the whole deal. Spot on, definitely green flag on my end too. Uh, I've I was a huge Ryan Truex fan when he was super young, because uh, I was a Martin Truex Jr. fan as well when he was in the uh, Bush Series or the Xfinity Series back in two thousand six, two thousand six, I believe. Um, he went back to back Xfinity championships, and I cheered him because he was going up against Clint Boyer on both of those championships as well. So. Uh, anybody but, but Boyer over here <laughs> on my end. Uh, moving on, uh, Kyle Busch's win at Talladega caused the uh, McLaren's custom grill website to crash within minutes after victory lane. Uh, second time this has happened in the last few months, uh, it was either, I would think it was Tricci or Cheddar's. As soon as they announced uh, the partnership with Kyle Busch, that website crashed as well green they flag need, red flag they need to uh up their bandwidth a little bit don't say oh, tell you what <laughs> be jumping the big leagues with a big league driver you better better up your bandwidth <laughs> man i'll tell you what but like how i mean i don't well, know red, red flag on those companies for not being prepared no joke <laughs> this is kyle bush you got your money on come on now but i mean that would be so cool like we'll just crashing uh, somebody's website just well, for announcing a sponsor, like, oh, let me go check that out. That crashed. Well, I mean, like, I didn't know what McLaren's custom grills were before Talladega, and then just saving up this money, just putting your logo on a race car, and it ends up winning on national television. Like, that would be so mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> so, definitely green flag about that. Uh, red flag, green flag, Noah Gregson's bowl cut haircut. Oh, God, that was. You call that a bowl cut? Look, man, he like a mushroom. Nah, he called it a bowl cut. I don't. Man, didn't he just have a mullet? Yeah. It's bad when I have to say the mullet looked better than that. Yeah, well, you're not wrong. That was that was awful. I'm gonna have to find a picture of it and put it on the 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 podcast page now. Yeah, it was definitely Lloyd Christmas esque, like. I don't know. It's it's kind of goofy. Uh, I guess it was a bet between him and Austin Dillon. A $100 bet. And no, Gregson, obviously, you don't want to bet him anything because he will do it. If and it was a $100 bet, why did he have to cut his hair? Uh, 
That was the bet. I don't I'd know. rather give him a hundred dollars and walk around like that. <laughs> whatever. Hey, you know what? Whatever. Gracious. Whatever tickles your pickle. You know, like do your thing. I I would be a little bit more focused. You know, than hey guys, look at my hair. I, and I I'm a Noah guy. I like Noah. I think he has a lot of maturing to do, like a lot. But I love the whole free spirit type of thing. And well. His maturing doesn't – he's unique because he has some maturing to do, but I don't feel like he has some maturing to do on the track. I feel like he's pretty mature on the track. He never I mean, really draws too much attention to himself on the racetrack. It's off track that he acts like a child. But Right. You don't really see a whole lot of things that he does wrong. Like – He'd had that little mess up at Talladega, but I mean, Bubba Wallace did the same kind of thing. So I feel like if we went, you know, if we paid all this money for in the marbles with Soda Nathan to be the primary paint scheme of a race car in the NASCAR Cup Series, and that driver is like walking around looking like Lloyd Christmas, you know, with his fire no, suit. Lloyd looked much better than that. Yeah. Like his fire suit's halfway, halfway zipped down. You could like his. You can tell that there's nothing under his fire suit. Like it's just, I, like but, I love to have fun, and I'm glad that he really enjoys having fun. But like, man, like you gotta kind of somehow take it a little bit more seriously. But Wendy's keeps coming back. They love that dude because I, how he how he dresses and how he acts, and I mean the dang the, the dude like wears this gigantic hat you know there's the, the wendy's hat and he, had, he walks around with biggie bags down the yeah. road i mean they, they love that dude and I, I can see why i like i mean he's a very energetic he's very entertaining you know he's very social media driven I, and the, all those are really good aspects to have however if i'm gonna be paying like i just would rather and this is just me being completely biased or you know my opinion like i would just be like have that like happy go lucky in your interviews, like be entertaining, but you don't have to cringe. You don't have to make us cringe. Like, you know, the whole exposed chest thing. And then like the <laughs> bolt and the mullet, like whatever, like have fun with it. But golly, man, don't be so cringe. The only, the only problem I think that the sponsor actually had with him drawing that much attention to himself is that he just drew attention to his head. And not the actual driver's suit that showed right. the sponsor. He should have shaved the sponsor from the side of his head. Yeah. Yeah. Then then everything would have been fine. Uh red flag on the haircut. That was awful. Yeah, red flag. That's for sure. Green flag on Noah Grayson and his attitude. I, I like his attitude. But red flag on that haircut. You gotta you gotta tone it down just a just a tad. Shave that head. It's ugh. Yeah, uh, moving on, we have one that we could probably just skip right through because we were already talking about a little bit earlier. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. outduels uh, Ross Chastain. That is a bad way of saying it. I don't appreciate your terminology <laughs> red, there. Red flag, green flag. Outduels. He did not outduel him. Well, I mean, he much. still beat him to the Oh, he beat him line. to the line, but he didn't outduel him. It isn't like they had a one-on-one -on -one race where they were side-by-side -side for 25 laps and, and Chastain come out on the losing end of it. I mean, Chastain was the first driver with four tire, four fresh tires. So yeah, I mean, this the, the dang strategy didn't work out. I hate that that didn't work out for him. Yeah. Um, so he had to pass like three or four extra cars to get to Truex and didn't have enough laps. I think 
I feel like if he had more laps, he could have got it. But then again, that's not how racing is. You don't get more right. laps. So that's a stupid excuse when people put that out there. His strategy called for more laps, but there wasn't more laps. So Truex had the better strategy with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like we, we talked about it earlier. I'm definitely not going to say green flag that uh, Truex out-dueled Chastain. I don't agree with that. Red flag on terminology. But, Yeah. Green flag on the whole weekend for Truex. All right, perfect. I am also green flag on that one. Uh, let's go. Legacy Motor Club announces that they are switching to Toyota next season. First time Petty's in a foreign manufacturer, correct? Uh, well, it's not Petty. Well, Petty it, has nothing to do with that race team anymore. Well, they sure like to put his face out there. Yeah, um, I'm not sure because I I actually heard I mean, he's running a petty car at the All Star race. So, um, I heard rumors that Richard Petty legitimately has nothing in that well, company anymore. Yeah, he said that. He said that. Um, he came out and said that he doesn't make any decisions that it, it, with the group anymore. But Jimmy Johnson could have said, I don't know why he would say that. So I, I don't know who to believe. But yeah. I mean. He is associated with it still, but I don't know to what extent. I think literally it's just a, hey, I'm Richard Petty. I like coming to the racetrack, and I'm going to continue going to the racetrack. And I think it's just out of nature, like the habit that he just goes to the, excuse me, the 42 car, the 43 car. And I don't know. I just, like, every time I see Richard Petty at the racetrack now, I kind of, it's kind of like a, Man, uh, like you, dang. I, like, I don't know how to think of it. I just keep on kind of thinking, did Jimmy really push you out of that team? You know, like, I just want to know what happened. Well, performance went down. So, oh yeah. So maybe that was a mistake if they did that to Petty, but I don't know. Um, I don't know, honestly. I'll tell I mean, you. I, I don't think I don't think that's going to solve their problems, if that's what they're thinking. I, you know, I'm going to say green flag on this, and I'm actually really surprised that uh, Legacy Motor Club did not go Toyota to begin with, or Ford, or something, because the way you kind of look at it, you know, these manufacturers, let's say Chevy, for instance, Chevy is what Legacy Motor Club is racing right now. Chevy and NASCAR, you have the th big three. So I would say uh, Hendrick Motorsports, obviously, Richard Petty, and you could say Trackhouse. Those are the, the top three. They're going to get all the attention of Chevy. And then you, you have RCR maybe over Petty right now. What did I say? You said Petty and Trackhouse and Hendrick. It's RCR oh, no, over I'm Petty, so, right? Yeah, I'm so sorry. I, I meant to say yeah. Hendrick, RCR, and uh, Trackhouse. I agree with that. Um, those I would consider those the top three. Um, so like Chevy's gonna go to Rick Hendrick and say, "Hey, how you doing, pal? Is everything okay? Is everything? Oh yeah, awesome. Good, good to see you. Whatever." Uh, they're gonna go to Track House and like, hey, up and coming new race team that already has three wins. Like, how are you guys doing? Okay, cool. You're gonna get to RCR. You're gonna be like, "Oh man, it's been a long day. Hey, how are you guys doing? Okay, cool, great. I'm gonna go home." Legacy Motor Club, hey guys, what what do you guys need? Hi, what's <laughs> up? You know, kind of what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. 
and I think moving to Toyota, where uh, at least in the Cup Series you have twenty three eleven, and then you have Joe Gibbs Racing. There's really no other. So maybe then switching to Toyota, Toyota can utilize them as one of their top three because they don't have very many other choices. Um, I think literally just Joe Gibbs and twenty three eleven are the only Toyotas out there. So maybe this is a way better opportunity. And I, I don't know. I'm really curious to see how how well that works. It all depends on how Toyota treats the stepchildren. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because that, you know, they came in with three with they came in with two teams, right? It was Michael Waltrip and Gibbs. That was pretty much it, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. And they pretty much just had Gibbs for the last little while. And I mean, has there been any other Toyotas uh, since Michael Waltrip Racing went out? Oh man. That's- a really good question and i know that there has not a, been not a good prominent team like yeah Penske was never toyota Stuart haas was never toyota so I mean, obviously hendrick wasn't roush wasn't so yeah i mean so good. The, yeah the only major team with the exception maybe this one-off you know underfunded dude you know team that that transfers like four or five different drivers through the year or whatever uh, yeah, they've always they've always had their own homegrown teams, right? Since the start, this would be the first one I know of that is actually a full time multi car team that has switched that switches permanently to Toyota. Yeah, I mean that's I can't think of another one other than the very initial switch. And yeah, obviously, the, the we're beginning. talking we're obviously talking about the Cup Series only. There's obviously. Oh, yeah. Trucks and Xfinity, there's been a lot of Toyota switching. Um, you know, obviously we're talking about Cup Series, but yeah, I can't think of. I'm, yeah, somebody, maybe somebody to mention somebody and we'll be like, oh, yeah, it's them. Yeah, yeah, they were a team that switched back or something. I don't, I just can't think of anything off the top of my head. To me, Toyota's always just been Gibbs and Michael Waltrip and now Gibbs and 2311. Right. So, you know, I, I personally can't. I'm I'm torn on it. Uh, I I don't think that's going to solve their problems. I I understand how you want to get away from a manufacturer that's got it's that's the, they're the largest manufacturer. Oh yeah, cup, right. Chevy's got more teams than anybody else, right? Oh goodness, yeah. So I I understand you kind of want to get out of that and have more of an intimate setting with a uh, manufacturer instead of just being part of this massive pool you know now you're you know in a lot smaller area Mm -hmm. you know to actually get more support and stuff i understand that i don't know i i i just i don't think it's gonna fix their problems i think more things need to happen than just switching to toyota so i just say red flag I am going to go massive, massive green flag on this opportunity because, you know, I, it's, I feel like life is like a Daytona or Talladega race. You just, you don't know what to do, you know, and you don't want to jump out of line because what if that's not what needs to happen? You go all the way to the very back. But what if, what if you just take that leap of faith? You want to take a leap of faith. Let's get Dodge back in here. Get that 43 car in a Dodge. Okay. <laughs> That's the leap of faith. I'm not a Toyota. Well, hey, we got to work <laughs> with what we got with, right? Um, a Toyota isn't that big of a leap. 
when the only Toyotas out there are out there like winning races and stuff, it's not that big of a leap of faith. It's well, just like, I mean, oh, yeah. you guys doing that? I want to do that too. That's not a leap of faith. <laughs> oh, I mean, it has to be a very scary, you know, situation for Johnson, who's as the entire time he's been associated with NASCAR, mm -hmm. he's only been Chevy. Yeah. So, like, do you think that there's a lot, there's any sort of not animosity, but any sort of like, hello, like I just raced, I just did 12 champion or 12. What am I talking about? Uh, seven championships know. for you. And you're not even going to give me the time of day. Like, do you think there's a, any sort of like that type of energy over there? Yeah, maybe. Maybe Johnson feels a little slighted. I could see I that. I could see that. Yeah. That might be one of the driving factors to it, honestly. Yeah. I'm uh, I, I'm very very excited. Uh, I will definitely be keeping an eye on Noah Gregson and Eric Jones next season for sure. Uh, moving on, we have two more topics. This topic can go by as fast as we, you know, will let it. I guess uh, NASCAR 75 keeping up with that. Uh, so if you're just now tuning in, NASCAR is giving out a list of top 75 drivers, the greatest drivers of NASCAR history uh the top 50 was already released what how many years ago quite a while yeah i don't even know and they've just been adding the last you know 15 here and there they're going to finish at uh darlington in two weeks but this week we had dale earnhardt jr so let me just start there red red flag green flag dale jr top 75 <laughs> uh if I'm gonna be okay with Davy Allison being in it, I'll say it's okay if the LG is in it. So yeah, green flag. I mean, I didn't think that was going to be up for debate whatsoever. No, I'm a, he did win the Daytona 500 twice, and you know he didn't win a championship, but he did have like four straight Talladega wins or something. He's he's solid. He's really solid. So yeah, I mean, I just never was a big jump on his bandwagon kind of thing. You know, kind yeah. of guy, but you know, I get it. Green flag. All right. Uh, that's going to be a green flag for me as well. Uh, keeping up with it, red flag, green flag, NASCAR 75, index, Bobby Labonte. Green flag, red flag. Oh, he's a champion. Yeah. There hasn't been that. There hadn't even been 75 champions. So, I mean, we're near it. So, yes, green flag to any champion. Yes, um, which sums up the next two. So let's just get through it. Martin Truex <laughs> Jr. and Brad Kozlowski, top yeah. 75. They're champions. Green flag. Yep, I'm you just waiting. Put, you got to put the champions in there. I mean, I'm patiently waiting for Kyle Busch to be included. Uh, I thought yesterday was a perfect time to do that since it was his birthday and nothing. So he's not already in like the top 50, though. Uh, no, he is not. I feel like he would have been in the top 10. Yeah, he's a top three driver in my opinion. But um, maybe they're saving the last, you know. The, three the might be stretching it. But, I mean, I, definitely top 10. 226 <laughs> wins, career wins, speaks for itself, I believe. But we can move on to our last red flag, green flag, uh, throwback schemes, which I'm going to let you take the lead on that one because you know more about the throwbacks than I currently yeah now i'm gonna draw a blank uh so <laughs> we have the all-star race is the only outlier here that's gonna have a throwback it's the uh eric jones number 43 is gonna run a richard petty scheme and obviously they all usually run richard petty schemes but this is gonna have like the actual day glow orange on it instead of just red 
like oh, okay. the old SD. This is going to have like I think it's like 1990. They said 1992, but I feel like that car in 92 still had red. This seems more like 1989, 1990. Okay, when that car was really glow orange and blue and i think it looks fantastic you know i think there's some color options that they did like on the roof i think they they made some like some parts black that probably should have just been petty blue but you know still it it looks anytime you paint a car that day glow orange and petty blue and stick a 43 on the side of it i'm gonna love it so that one's that one's green flag for me all the way oh yeah uh, track house both of them have excellent cars the 99 car has went and got that sponsorship from quaker state earlier in the year where they're using that for the all-star race and they're making this 1988 quaker state number 26 car that was run back then by ricky rudd i believe they're making that into it might have actually been 1990 but anyway they're making it into a the number 99 Quaker State car in the exact same paint job. It's I love that. I absolutely love it. The paint scheme fits it very, very well. It it still looks good to me. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like that all green looking paint paint scheme, but I like it better than what it became later. I like that version of the Quaker State car the best, me personally. Um I don't like cars when they get too busy on their paint schemes. Unless yeah, it's a absolutely. throwback, unless it's but because Ross Chastain's looks pretty busy, but it's a UPS Dale Jarrett throwback. That is so cool. Do like am I the only one that caught that? What's that? UPS versus FedEx. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you did. That's, I guess uh, you are the only good on UPS or jumping on the one. I and at first <laughs> I was like trying to figure it out, like. What does that say on the hood? Does it actually say UPS? Then yeah, he mad. got the sponsorship from UPS. Yes. And then it did an overview on the on the hood and it said UPS. And I was like, wait a minute, did he actually do that? Like FedEx is the sponsor of Denny Hamlin, who's had known issues, uh, a lot of known issues with Ross Chastain, who now all <laughs> of a sudden has UPS. Uh thought that was very, very clever, very cool. That was excellent. I don't know if that was intentional or not. It had to be, though, right? I feel like it had to have been. If but it wasn't, wasn't, that was the best accident in all of sponsoring history right there. I love it. What Am I missing something with Dale Jarrett? Like, I mean, so far, like I've seen a lot of Dale Jarrett's tributes this year. Yeah, you saw one I didn't see. You saw the, a truck, right? Carson Hosevar? Yeah. Right? Which, what's that? You Talk about that one. What, what, what's that one like? Um, I believe it's the 2000, I want to say it's the 2001 Kansas Speedway paint scheme. I know he drove it at Kansas, I believe. Um, it's like this really, I mean, honestly, it's god awful. It's like the UPS logo and it has like a bunch of flames just randomly. Mm -hmm. And it's the, the points of the flames are just going in all different directions. Like it has no flow to it. It's literally the worst Dale Jarrett um, paint scheme I have ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> and when a car has flames, the, it doesn't look right if the flames are not going down the side of the car, like the cars, uh, like the air is actually pushing the flames backwards. It doesn't look right if the flames just do whatever they want to do. 
Yeah, and that is the 2001 uh, Kansas Speedway paint scheme. I don't know how I remembered that just right off the top of my head, but um, oh man, I'm looking at it now. It's ironically the other UPS car. It I feel like that's the same scheme that Dale Jarrett won his last race at that I was actually at at Talladega. So both of our tracks, yeah, were represented with Dale Jarrett of all people. Yeah, there you go. Too bad you got the better paint scheme because that one is be too bad. Are you looking at it? No, I. I agree. I got, why is it too bad? <laughs> I got the better one. <laughs> Man, it's just, but do you I, know the paint scheme I'm talking about? I do. I agree. I always oh, hated that flame UPS car. I mean, I, I always hated it. It looks, it looked dumb. It did. Um, yeah. The, the better flow paint job, as far as like the UPS colors and all that, the better flow uh, goes with the one, the Chastain's driving. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Oh gosh. Yes. So that's a green on Chastain, red on Hosevar, right? Yes, 100%. That's just that paint so, is just ugh. Chastain's also driving the uh, 41. Is he? That's yes, he's in the 41 truck. I believe is, is he? Oh, no. Is he really in the, in the truck at Kansas? No, 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 that, no. This is the throwback. throwback. Oh, okay. Thank goodness. I was like, man. I believe it's the 41. I could be wrong on that, but I believe it's the 41. It might so be, how, for, it's not, Hosevar is a 42, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe Chastain drives a 41 truck and okay. he'll be driving the Lee Petty tribute. It was, it was basically all Petty Blue with the Petty numbers on the side of it. Gotcha. Very cool. I mean, very simple and plain, but paint schemes were simple and plain back then. But you know what this is when you see it. There's only right. one driver that drove this kind of car or with this kind of, like, I don't even think it was a petty numbers back then. I think it was something different. I think the font was a little different for petty or Lee petty, but really cool for him to tribute that. So I, I'm going to green everything petty just about. So that's just me. Yeah. Um, let's see who else we got. We got Brett Moffitt driving a Tim Richmond scheme with the same number and everything. And the font that the sponsor used actually mimics the logos of Folgers. Mm -hmm. And this is the Xfinity series. I have issues with this one. The, okay. For a while now, you've been allowed to run Chrome rims, right? Yes. I've seen them. You can run any color rim you want to nowadays. Why the heck are the Xfinity rims black on this car? I don't know. It makes it look stupid. That old Tim Richmond car had chrome rims. And that chrome with the red and the gold on the side of the car, it, it makes the car look, I don't know, just, it makes it look elevated in a, in a, in a weird way. I don't know why it does it. It doesn't make it look like special or anything. I don't, it's hard to explain why it makes it look better, but it makes it look so much better because they, there's pictures of these side by side and the black rims kill this paint job. It just, it kills it. And on top of that, the spoiler's black. <sighs> the yeah. spoiler should be gold like the old car. Why are we running a black spoiler with black rims? Two things that, I used every single car I had. If it had a spoiler, I would paint it a different color than the car. Every single car I raced, if it had a spoiler, I'd paint it a different color. 
and I always painted the rims. I never ran plain, you know, stock-looking black or or had the uh, whole car painted exactly the same way. I never did that, you know. And the fact that they went away from the original Tim Richmond paint job and made it like purposely seem like they purposely made it look worse. That's yeah. it kills me on the scheme. It's a red flag. As simple as the scheme is, and as cool as it is that they're taking a Richmond scheme, because I, I like Tim Richmond. Right. You know, I like all these classic drivers like this. I mean, it's as cool as that is, major, major red flag because they really they fumbled it. I don't know if you feel the same way or even even halfway as passionately as I do, but I so we're still talking about the Brett Moffitt, right? The 25, yes. Yeah, so I don't understand why those rims couldn't be chrome. I but now thinking about it, I don't remember seeing I don't know what the last chrome rim Xfinity car I've I've seen. But I know for a fact, like the the zero and the fifteen and all them, they always had like gray or or chrome wheels or mm -hmm. uh, you know tires. I don't know. I just uh, that paint scheme just looks like of just a knockoff Tim Richmond. You know, like it doesn't look. It, it doesn't, doesn't look, look. It doesn't look classic if they don't throw the right colors where it needs to be thrown. Like it I, doesn't. It doesn't look like a classic paint scheme without the chrome rims. Spot on. I cannot agree with you any more than what you have said. <laughs> Let's yes. talk about Christopher Bell. Okay. Oh, oh man. This one is awful. I'm going to have to share this one on Twitter. Um, so Christopher Bell is running. I don't know the exact year. I don't know if you have that or not, but it's a DeWalt scheme because Christopher Bell has DeWalt as a sponsor. And it's an old Matt Kenseth car that he's running. It's it's just it's this car where it's mostly yellow on the on the like the roof and the rear end of the car, but it's black on the hood and it comes uh, circling halfway through the door, and the numbers are actually yellow inside the black part on the side of the car. So Chris Rebel, with this great opportunity here, with these numbers already moved forward, you're like, okay. The, the scheme might actually look really good on these, this new style of car that they're using here with the number placement stuff. Well, they decided to make the numbers smaller and put them way up at the top of the door. And then they took that DeWalt on the side of the car and put it over here where there's more room, more room now to put DeWalt on the side of this car and they shrunk it. So DeWalt is actually smaller <laughs> on the new car than it is on the old car. And when you see them side by side, you're like, God, that looks so bad. <laughs> oh, it, well, I mean, it looks miserable. It's like, it, ugly. It's so ugly. If this was not the biggest um, spot off, I don't know what else could be. It it's, just looks It's the nothing. biggest miss. Yes. It doesn't look like, it looks like that monster. That comes down and says, hey, you guys, uh, from the Goonies. <laughs> like, I love that character, but I don't love this paint scheme. It's just, you could tell what they were going for, and you could tell, like, this is, like, not it. Like, why, this is. <laughs> why did they shrink D-Wall? 
I don't know. Like, you know what's frustrating is like uh, Christopher Bell's ream, pri- uh, the primary paint scheme this season. Mm-hmm. Like, look how small that logo is, and look how much space is just blank on that yeah. paint scheme. It is horrendous, and I hate every bit of it. Like, it is so disgusting. <laughs> like, it's oh, I just all of Chris, uh, Christopher Bell's paint scheme so far this season has just been spot off yeah i haven't i haven't really noticed honestly nothing's really blew me away so i can't say that i've even paid attention to his paint schemes oh God. like i don't pay attention to the sponsors or anything because there's nothing good looking about the car so nothing draws my eye to it but i sure do know chastain sponsors i know yeah. i know suarez the sponsors i know brad keselowski you know, I don't know what like that Violet thing is, but I know a sponsor. Violet Defender. It's beautiful cars. Yeah. You know, but goodness gracious, that oh, I you can I can't look at it. It's just awful. <laughs> um, let's see a couple more. The ten car doing a uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. tribute to the two thousand one Pepsi four hundred. That's really cool. But we've seen that so many times. Josh Berry just did it last season, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but it's still cool. Eventually, going to run out of cars to, to dig. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but goodness. Um, but at the same time, that wasn't in Cup, so. Oh, uh, that's true. But yeah, he got a yeah. Golly, give it give it like two years to let us kind of forget about it. Well, hey, he did make the announcement on the baseball field. Well, that's awesome, but it doesn't change the fact that we saw the, the paint scheme last season, you know, and it's a good paint scheme. I'm excited about it, but it's like, man, okay, awesome. We're going to do it again. Well, how many dang Earnhardt cars do you see all the time? Well, that's true. There's always a rank. There's like three Wrangler cars every throw, every throwback weekend. Yeah, that ain't, that ain't no lie. I'm really well, hoping. Speaking of Earnhardt, I mean, uh, don't we have one Jeffrey Earnhardt running yeah. a Wheaties car? Yeah. I mean, it's not not technically Wheaties, but right. it's the paint job that Dale Earnhardt drove in a 1997 All-Star race where yeah. he drove the orange Wheaties car. And that's basically what this car is. If you didn't know, you would just think it was an orange and white car. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, but if, if you know, then, yeah, okay, you see Wheaties in it. But it, honestly, if you didn't know, you would... Who, uh, like I said, if you, if you had, would not recognize it as a Wheaties car, you would never know. So Yeah, if it's one of those, if you know, you know. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to say it without saying that. But yeah. I, you have to say it. That's Yeah. <laughs> I No, I mean, I get it. Like, for someone... It, yeah. Like for someone who's seen that race car, that paint scheme so many times in my life, the first thing I, I noticed was, oh, that's the Wheaties car. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, I, I'm spot on. I like it. Uh, I, I'm indifferent. I mean, it's neat that they're doing that car, but get Wheaties. I Try mean, to get Wheaties as a sponsor. I mean, that would have pushed it over the limit, you know, pushed it over the edge. I mean, it would have made it so much better. Yeah, but that's true. The fact that it's not a three and it's not even Wheaties, and all you basically do is make an orange car. Yeah. You know, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, at least the Tim Richmond car had a 25 on it. Yeah. So, that's true. fun fact about the Wheaties car um, back then, they were not making elite die cast yet. 
right? So all the cars uh, that Action was making still had like the plastic window nets and the roof flaps didn't come up and all that kind of stuff because they, they just didn't make them. That year they started making them. And I don't know if this was the very first one they offered, but it's the first one my grandfather got. Oh, nice. An elite Wheaties diecast. Really? And they were 75 bucks back then. Oh, wow. So it had the cloth window net. It had um, the turning wheels that actually steered. And I believe the steering wheel actually steered the wheels, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken about that. But the front wheel steered. It had actual working suspension, and the roof flaps came up. Oh, wow. It completely different than anything Action had offered before that. And I was always blown away by that car. I was like, I'll never be able to afford one of these things, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, you're talking about 97. Right. 75 bucks. Man, back that's then. I mean, fantastic. it's probably about $200 now. So, which I mean, it's kind of it's tracking, right? I mean, for for an elite Lionel Racing, it's a hundred twenty three. I feel like Action back then does better than Lionel Racing does now, though. That's my my personal opinion. That's hard because, like, if you stop and think about it, the we didn't have any sort of raced version one twenty four scale diecast cars back then with like the confetti and with the dirt and the damage. Well, some of the damage, but like it wasn't as like nearly as in depth as it is today. But Lionel Racing has but, definitely has their difficulties, and they need to figure that out real fast. I feel like more was offered back then, though. Like way more was offered. Like it isn't just like with action, but action had a bunch of little smaller things that it did. And then on top of that, you had racing champions pumping stuff into the, you know, into the stores every day. And oh yeah, I mean, it seemed like everybody got something out there, even with action. I mean, dang, it seemed like they released maybe seven or eight different Earnhardt cars a year. Oh yeah, like you the know, waves but, that they had um, back then. Well, I, mean, they I, had, I didn't even think it was waves. It was just they just threw stuff out there. Okay, now we're releasing this. Now we're releasing this. I mean, it's just it wasn't even like racing champions. Yeah, when they were in the stores, they had the waves. But right. I don't know. At the same time, it was so weird because in like ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, you look at the back of that. They they had all the uh, back of the blister pack. They had every single driver like, like little check boxes, right? And there there had to be like forty or fifty people, maybe more than that. You know, I mean, it was like it was like collecting Ninja Turtles back in the day. You you had like hundreds of different figures you could get. You had fifty, sixty different cars you could get in any given year because they threw in Arca, they threw in uh, Bush Series, and they threw in the Cup Series. If I'm not mistaken, I believe one time I read that when it came to their 124 scales, like it wasn't like what Lionel Racing does now. They're not releasing 10 at a time uh, in every wave. What I believe if I and now this could be a true story that I just made up. Um, I want to say it was like they did it five times a year like they sent out a new wave, but that one wave had like 24, 27 cars. Mm in one wave mm -hmm. and then they did that like five times a, a, a year so you had you know the the what is that 200 car 
you know availability if and it just got shipped out you know all over so plus you had the 124 scales that were getting sold at walmart's and toys r us and stuff and i remember i was so infatuated with those um those were 20 bucks you know like i miss that like that's a lot of fun you know i i wish that i wish that lionel racing would come out with it doesn't have to be the most detailed thing ever it can be all plastic in the middle heck it could be all one solid color in the middle just make it all black or dark gray or something i don't care don't give me a cloth window net don't make the window the, the roof flaps fly up and down it'd be nice if the hood goes up i mean that'd be nice but then you have to go and put all the engine stuff in it you don't even have to do that if you would offer a 15 or 20 dollar um 124 scale die cast in the same fashion that you offer 164 scales and put them in walmart i'd be buying those up oh i would be too i mean the cheaper ones like that because like i equate it to monster jam okay you see those 124 scale monster trucks yeah yeah they're 20 bucks yeah you see how detailed those 124 scale monster trucks are the paint decor on it the custom molding to each individual truck the engine the suspension on these things the massive tires they put on how detailed these these things are for twenty dollars we can't do anything halfway that good for nascar i don't know i would love for it to happen for sure i would too i absolutely would because i'm not spending 75 bucks on every single die cast but hey if there's a ross chastain um Ross, uh, you know what I'm saying. If there's a Ross Chastain sitting there in 164 scale, I'm buying it for five bucks. But if it's sitting there at 124 scale and yeah. it's only like 1899 or something like that, yeah, that's what I pay for an elite. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I right there with you. Doing. I don't know what to do. I don't know why we start talking about. It. I guess I, I did that. <laughs> You're all good I'm about the Wheaties car. I'll tell you what, man. It's so easy to do that. Uh, you know, slippery slope, but. You know, to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit, it is almost midnight. Oh, yeah, we got to get going. Well, I want – I know you're tired because, for the love of God, I do. (laughs) I – and I know we're running real long right now. Do you want to do Who who Am I Kansas edition really fast? Oh, Lord, Kansas. This means it's only going to be newer newer stuff. (laughs) Um, Sure. Sure. Real quick, and then we're going to have to end it. Yeah, we're going real fast. Okay, uh, number one, I uh, I have an average finish of six point at Kansas Speedway since February two thousand twenty. Two, uh, I have two top fives. Obviously at Kansas Speedway, uh, three top. Okay, number three, six top tens at Kansas. Lowest finish at Kansas is ninth, and the best finish is third. Who am I? Uh, I'll give you another hint. Yeah. He currently races still. When you said since 2020, is that his first year? No. Uh, that was just, for some reason, the website that I was getting my information from. Uh, so since COVID, this is his stats. Yeah, pretty much. But no wins at Kansas. No wins. Lord. 
I really hope you don't want me to repeat any of those because I just deleted all of them before I realized that you <laughs> haven't even guessed them yet. My bad. <laughs> That's all right. Um, it wouldn't do me no good because now I'll just be like picking names now because I don't know. Yeah, he. Um, we've been pretty much this whole episode we've been talking about him. So I, either either Ross Chastain or Martin Truex. Take your pick. Because <laughs> it's definitely one of those two names. Since 2020, I'll go Ross Chastain. It was Martin Truex. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah. Of course it was. Well, you, I'm still counting that as a win because that was spot on, dude. You, 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 you gave me the you gave me the answer. Don't count that one. Count the ones last week, but not this week. So this week is your home track, Kansas. Yes. Um, obviously, with the surgery and all that, you're probably not going to this one, right? I actually, <laughs> I am definitely going to this weekend. I am going. Uh, Jessica and I are both going. Jessica's birthday is tomorrow, so kind of for her birthday, not really, because she's not really thrilled about going to the races, but she's never been to an NASCAR <laughs> race. So we're going to the ARCA race and the Truck Series race on Saturday, and then Sunday we're going, we have pre-race tickets, which she doesn't know about, and then uh, can, like the cup race. So we're going to all three series this season, or this weekend, uh, and that was just because I have a really cool friend who knows how hard the last couple of weeks have been. So he kind of surprised us as like an early wedding gift. So Jessica's very excited. Uh, I'll have to come back next week and kind of tell you guys what, uh, what she thought about it. And I think we're going to take over in the marbles Twitter this weekend as well. Go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. All the pictures and videos you want to put there and in Instagram, go for it. All right. Yeah. Uh, good for y'all. Uh, just yeah. take it easy. Don't don't overexert yourself. Yeah, you remember the last time? Remember last season uh, when I went to the the races last season in May? When you come back sunburnt. Second degree sunburn. <laughs> I still have little things like indentions in my arm uh, from that. So uh, yeah, I just popped up in my Snapchat memories today uh, about that. But yeah, so I'm very excited about that. <laughs> So Kansas is usually a pretty good race. Uh, don't really have anything, you know, bad to say about the track. Track's usually pretty good. I know it's one of your favorite tracks. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing the race this weekend. Still on the fence on who I'm going to pick for the uh, fantasy cut, but that's going to be like a practice decision. So yeah, I'm definitely. I'm trying to figure out what uh, Tyler Reddick's paint scheme is because a lot of my decision of who I'm going to pick for the fantasy cup this week is going to depend on who I want in my diecast collection. And if, well, if it's Russell, monster, you know, you're not going to get it. So exactly. So that's why I'm like, <laughs> Oh man. And I mean, people to watch out for, obviously uh, the last four races raced in the cup series at Kansas Speedway has been dominated by either 2311 or Toyota. Um, Kyle Bush won. uh, 2021 spring race kyle larson won 2021 fall and then it went kurt bush in the 20 or the 45 bubba wallace in the 45 who is it going to be probably a toyota yeah maybe we'll see or not <laughs> kyle it's larson. hard to pick against hendrick right now oh man it's so hard right 
It seems like every single – I feel like this year so far is William Byron's championship to lose. Oh, for sure, 100%. Which, I mean, good for him, I guess. Um, I've never really been a big fan of that 24, so it's kind of hard for me to root for the 24. But, you know, he's all right. I don't have a problem with him. He drives He drives a lot cleaner than that. the last guy that drove 24 did. Yeah, and he's a <laughs> KBM alumni, so, Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's the championship to win this year, but it is it is still early, so we'll see how the uh, playoffs go. Um, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Like you said, it was it is almost midnight. Um, I'm going to go run down the. Uh, I see. I'm even slurring my words. I'm getting a little tired. Yeah. Going to run down the uh, podcast drafting partners real quick. The fully posable wrestling figure podcast. Uh, check out Drunk Wrestling History as well. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry and. Positivity Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, also, Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf and all the fun, amazing stuff he's doing uh, with his chop shop. Also, uh, they haven't put anything out in a little bit, but I still plug them. Magic and the Mouse, the Disney World Podcast. Uh, husband and wife team that does that. Yeah. And um, go ahead and run down yours. All right. As always, uh, super fast. We got Raker and Bane's Power Hour. Uh, go listen to the archives of You Know It's Fake, right? Uh, Sunday, Saturday, not Sunday, sun, Saturday, golly, dude, every time. Saturday, full <laughs> wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. Loving loving that show over there. Uh, TB Toy Cast with Brian Breaker and Travis Fowler. No Holds Barred with the legendary Bill Benis. Um, actually, I think they just wrapped up their season. They sure did. Last episode this week. Very unclear of what is going to happen moving forward because like did they get the season or like did they not so very interested i'm very excited to see what's next for the the goofy old bill Benis. uh you heard their commercial earlier go check out tales from the estate with drew and caitlin with cameos from morocco and cole and also go check out pulling up a chair with our friend tim at a chair shot uh, Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan. Reffing it up with Brian Hebner. And, of course, Lionel Racing, the official diecast producer of NASCAR, has a podcast also called Authenticated the NASCAR – I'm sorry, Authenticated the Diecast Collectors Podcast. And that is all I got. So I got something for Drew real quick. Okay. Uh, if you have kids, if you have had kids and they're little, like Drew's kid's age uh-huh. – um, you know what this is. So this, I'm sure that he'll get this. I'm sure he'll understand this. Okay. Coco melon. No. Oh, no. Oh, he'll know. Oh, I don't know. He'll how. know. I don't know. I, I was funny, guessing. Funny side note on uh, on that song, uh, without giving anything away to you, so you have no context to this. My uh, oldest son's first words were "hot dog," so there you go. Oh, is this? Oh, hang on. Um, <laughs> is this the roly poly oly? No. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't. I don't know what that is either. Honestly, I just remember that. I don't know what hot. What does hot dog mean? Isn't that like someone's dog or something? No. Or a cat? No. Mouse? <laughs> well, yeah, it has something to do with a mouse. You're right. Playhouse Disney. 
No. Or what what was that thing that uh Demi Lovato Mickey was Mouse, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Is that what the answer is? The Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, they they end every single episode <laughs> on the hot dog song. That is oh. the hot dog song. Oh. Every kid, every little kid everywhere has been infatuated with that hot dog song. Wait, what is this off of? Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. See, I don't ever I don't think I was ever I don't think I ever watched that. Probably not. It's just a relatively new thing. Oh. Like in the last like well, I guess last twelve years or so at least. Oh, then yeah, no, I I because like I said, about. my oldest son turns eleven this year and his first word was hot dog. So hot dog. <laughs> He's That's hot awesome. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope Drew got that, but before I explained it, but um, I feel like he did. I just something tells me he did. But uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. Please rate and review and follow us on all our social media platforms: Twitter and Instagram at Pod, and you can find us on Facebook. Also, email the show at Pod at gmail.com. If you go to whatamaneuver.net, click the top left tab, uh, search by store, scroll down to In the Marbles, and that's where we'll be in all our shirts. And if you go to skinnymixes.com, use code MARBLES, you get 10% off your order. And got anything you want to add before we get out here? Happy birthday to my amazing fiance. But as always, peace, love, all the above. And we'll see you next time in the Marbles. So here's a funny little tidbit. Uh, when you like, <laughs> I don't know if it's just me or not, but do you use like racing terms in like everyday scenarios? Like, you know, when you have to like, when you get that feeling in your stomach where like you're about to poop and like you get that, I always say, Oop, I just dropped a cylinder. I don't use that. No. You know, <laughs> and like everybody, I just noticed that. Like, we went to, Kindle's choir thing, and uh, we ran into some friends that sat next to us. And I looked out, and I said, oh, I feel like I just dropped a cylinder. And everybody around me knew exactly what I was talking about and knew that I was about to fart. And, and oh man, and I was like, Do I do that a lot? And they're like, Yeah, you, you have drop a cylinder for when you have to poop. Um, then if I, it's wait, it's just TMI, but if. If I have the runs, it's called blowing a motor. <laughs> but if I puke, that's also calling a blown a blown motor. Uh, that's a big blown just, head gasket. Yeah, <laughs> like overheating. Um, I don't know. I just I thought that was super. I guess I just have done it like for years now, and I just haven't ever realized that I did it until somebody was like, "That makes no sense, dude. <laughs> what do you mean by dropping a cylinder?" <laughs> You know this is going to be on the end of the show, right? Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>